0: This show is part of the WND Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more shows from WND, please head to our website at wndpress.com backslash podcast to see our current lineup.
1: Only poses is die, you fucking idiot! Hey, patrons, one of you's here. Hi. <laughs>
0: Hi.
2: I pay to be on the show.
0: <laughs> it's free. It's promo, baby. Baby. That's your Baby. This. He does the thing with the fingers and he goes boom.
1: Well, for be- those at home be- who are be- listening, hey, what are you talking about, Shane? I'm talking about wrestling.
0: Because uh right now, my struggle is that Matt and I are watching wrestling on his TV behind him <laughs> while we're doing this. Uh uh right now, the women's champ Thunder Rosa. Uh, is out probably talking shit about somebody and uh she she may get hit. Dude Does Thunder have...
1: Rosa was cool, man. I yeah, like her. She's Little Wolverine awesome. uh yep. Wolverine chick. She was wild. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. She's the champ awesome. Yeah, she won the championship.
0: She tried to write something in blood on her stomach, uh, at the end of it. Like she's <laughs> that's yeah.
2: real.
1: That's a real thing that happened.
2: That's a shoot, brother.
1: <laughs> I like that, man. Uh we were we were just talking before we hit record about how I would like to go see wrestling again and how it may become a Christmas tradition. <laughs> it's going to be our favorite lo- festival tra-
0: tradition ever.
2: The most wonderful wow. time of the year.
1: I mean, my parents, my parents are like half Jewish now, and they don't even celebrate the shit anymore. And I hate the rest of my family. So I might well. as well go some, see some people beat the blood out of each other.
2: <laughs> tell me, tell me you didn't feel like you were surrounded by family that night.
1: <laughs> I was surrounded by my juggalo family. Absolutely. My homies. Right.
0: <laughs> I think it would be fu- It would be fun to bring Jesse because Jesse would just be miserable while he was there.
1: <laughs> you really think he'd be miserable?
0: Uh I think he would have fun with us, but he would just be he can't stand wrestling. You know how many times he, when when I had the wrestling, really? uh when I had WWE uh the network, I'd be like, hey dude, Royal Rumble's on tonight. And he's like, fuck that stupid (laughs) and like he would never come over i'm like you want to come over you and the kids can come over and we can do pizza and we can and he's like no like he would actively refuse not to come over for dinner even though he's being fed for free because wrestling was on
1: well you were probably cooking him like vegan slop so i mean i was literally ordering pizza from domino's (laughs) (laughs) that that, you know it's funny because i always get painted as the curmudgeon and i suppose i do some of the painting myself but i did really enjoy myself that night
0: yeah it's hard not to like it live yeah Yeah. it it was fun yeah, I mean, it's uh it's there, there's an energy about it. Like, it's just it's
1: it, you just get sucked in because it's so ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, it was more fun than the last show I went to. That's for sure. It's yeah, Matt moment. Saying. He's back and he's he's not a special <laughs> guest anymore. He's just a guest. Actually, he's sort of like the, in the waiting in the wings. The third host.
2: I'm waiting, waiting for the call up <laughs> uh, from pa- from patron to from patron to host.
1: That's how it works. That's why. That's why people pay. They're trying to. It's like an. Uh, like an MLM thing. They're trying to.
2: How much of my money do you think you guys have taken over the years?
0: <laughs> I don't uh, know. I could. I could probably look. I could give. I can find out that information. Probably I don't not even know all the money.
1: donations, man. I don't know who. Do, I like Shane. Looks at all of it. He could mm-hmm. be scamming all of you, and I would not know it. I. I. I'm washing my hands of the whole situation right now.
2: You're like Prince. You. You never deal with the money. You don't ever want to talk about the money.
1: I want to talk about the money. He never talks you know about. know that the money, about? Did you know
2: that about Prince? He would not even be in the same room as people who handled money.
1: I like that. As long as he has trustworthy people, otherwise they're just taking his shit. The only other thing I know about Prince is that he once had a door to a recording studio at his house that looked like a giant uh, vulva. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's that very Prince.
2: I had a when I was when I was selling musical instruments. One of my clients, his, his wife, was Prince's accountant uh for like a year and she had all of these great stories about how she would like be at paisley park or what's it called paisley park or whatever his like estate
1: the purple and, house uh, i don't yeah. know from prince I'll tell you.
2: like she would walk into a room and he would like politely excuse himself and then call the room from another room
1: <laughs> hello hello <laughs> <laughs> Fred Armisen doing Prince. It was the birth of uh, Jay Z and Beyonce's son or, or daughter. What Blue Ivy? And like yeah. they had they had Fred Armisen play Prince, and he just sort of crept into the background, and he had these big gigantic eyes, and he didn't fucking say anything. <laughs>
0: that uh, that, that's good. great. I love that. Fred Armisen is. Uh. Um. I feel like underappreciated. Do you guys watch documentary now? Have you never watched documentary now?
2: I still haven't. You keep telling me to watch it. I. I do want to watch it. I just haven't
0: gotten to it. It's well worth I the time. I've watched the first couple. The first couple are great.
1: Yeah. The, the gray gardens take off where it's uh I forget what it is. It's they're basically Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. They're the two old ladies in the decaying house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when she falls through the floor. You she stop. Keeps, you she got keeps floor the in my lima
0: beans. She keeps feeding the raccoons.
1: <laughs> Don't feed it. I'm not feeding it. Get out of here. Raccoon <laughs> and Throwing bread at the raccoon get out of here <laughs> it's very silly um that's, that's a great show
0: are we wait or have we started the show have we? are we are we at the, the show start started, of the start? okay we're all right i'm just making sure i listen we we are this we're very uh um
1: fancy free right now so i'm just trying to make sure i follow look i mean i mean how many episodes have we had that were scripted and the script was written in my blood we're gonna take it easy this week we have our guest okay. Matt's got some stuff to talk about. We're going to ask him some questions and then maybe we'll just talk about the, you know, the slap or something. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, we, we have so that. we have to, we have to now
1: because you brought that
0: up. So thanks. But we
1: don't have to do anything. You're right. Yeah, okay. All right.
0: I don't want to talk about slap.
1: Well, okay. one of the reasons we wanted to have Matt on the show today, this week, is because Matt's band Contact, which if you actually read the fucking show notes, people, I have a link every week to it. Really? Click it. Yeah, I put the link in there every week. It says, and our best friend, Matt, has a great band called Contact. Check it out. But people don't read that shit. And I work really hard on episode descriptions, too. And nobody gives a fuck. But Contact <laughs> is putting out a new recording. This is true. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very unique, especially for a hardcore record. I was, I was a bit taken aback. It was quite unique.
2: Yeah, I, I want to hear you guys react. I think it's interesting to like hear your reactions, uh, knowing that no one who's listening to this is going to hear it. <laughs> it's going <kinda like, laughs> to like explain the movie to me just in your reactions, but I'm not watching the movie.
1: I felt that it had like a because um, it well, answer me. This question mm. is contact a Christian band or are you Is it because you, as we've had you on the show before, we understand where you're at as far as Christianity goes. Is contact a Christian band or is it sort of like adjacent? Yeah, I don't,
2: I mean, you know, I'm of the sort of, I'll give the annoying answer, which is I don't think that tacking the word, I I think Christian is a good noun and a terrible adjective, so to say, things are like this is my Christian bookstore, my Christian clothing line, or my Christian hardcore band, or my Christian thing. Is kind of like already setting yourself up for failure. Um, so yes, we all, everyone, all like everyone in the band goes to the church that I pastor at. Um, one of them did already, and I actually met him at church, the drummer. Um, but the other two actually started going to the church as a result of being in the band. Um, so, but yeah, everyone's pretty much on the same page theologically um, and politically and socially and all that. But I just like, I don't know. I know that's an annoying dodge of like, well, no, we're not a Christian band because, but I just, I'm sure you guys have probably noticed that like, that doesn't really mean anything anymore. As far as like, there yeah. really aren't Christian hardcore bands anymore. Christian, you know labels or christian whatever you know like even a lot of the stores you know how there used to be like the family book nook or whatever and the the focus on the it's stuff is not it's not a thing anymore it's not a
1: right well it's become much more assimilated i think but you know yeah. uh the big christian band that everybody knew for so long was under oath and then they sort of they left the label behind now, i you know obviously terrible but yeah That label isn't there anymore. I mean, even like some of the Christian hardcore bands I like, I I don't even think they say it anymore. Is 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 uh is Face Down or Solid State still around? Is Blood and Ink still around?
2: Blood and Ink is technically still around, but so it's funny. So Blood and Ink is technically still around. Uh my friend Daniel White bought the label from the original, from the founder Jamie, who is the guy that I work for. Yeah, I remember mentioning him. Yeah, Daniel's great. Um, And he and I work together. He actually does like lighting and AV uh, in the building that we work at. Um, And then he also has a bunch of other. He does crazy stuff. He's like he did sound for like Lizzo. Like he does all sorts of wild, (laughs) wild stuff. Um, And uh, so he and I still work together, but he never really disbanded Blood and Ink. He just doesn't have time to do it. Time or want to really do it. I think his last... I think you had mentioned one of the bands. What was it? Um, It was like sort of a metal band, Mikey. And it was one of your like forgotten freshnesses or picks.
1: Yeah, it was weird because like I didn't pretty recently, as far as I remember, Blood and Ink was more of a Christian label, like a Christian hardcore label that was sort of like face down or whatever.
2: Um, that whole so, sort of scene kind of disappeared with Cornerstone. Like, Cornerstone Festival stopped being a thing, and Christian underground music also stopped being a thing. So, yeah. you, even you if don't you don't have to will that
0: back, though, like now that, like, the, you don't have to will that back into existence, like, <laughs> right. uh, like you know, with Furnace Fest coming back and like all that shit coming along, yeah. like, we we don't need <laughs> Cornerstone back.
1: Yeah. Oh, did you see yeah. the lineup?
0: Uh actually Furnace Fest the lineup looks pretty good. Like I might I might wanna kinda wanna go.
2: It's better than last year, but I'm not I saw pictures from last year and I have no interest in participating in that at all.
1: Why? I'm so was glad it, I didn't go. It was, was just it like sucky or was it too much? I don't know. It was
2: just like too much. It was eight dollar Coca-Cola's and Oof. giant barriers and huge stages and giant like why wouldn't I mean like I like defeater. I don't want to see defeater with like nine hundred people. Like what's the point uh, of- yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I saw Last time I saw Defeater, it was in a thrift store. Like I don't. You know, we, play, and not, I, we played. Yeah, with You them. played. Yeah, yeah I was we was in played the band. With them. Yeah, and that's not like a snobby like. Oh, I like this band. It's just like I, I just don't want to see these bands with like a thousand, ten thousand, million people.
1: That right. show that we played opening for Defeater in Richmond when I lived there for context. Yeah. Uh, the five people <laughs> who are listening, who are intently listening and not on the elliptical, I had to shit so bad throughout the entire show i thought i was gonna I shit myself on stage <laughs> it was the only time i ever thought like i'm gonna have an accident while we're playing <laughs> but, <laughs> and then i had Dude. a, a hur- it was because we ate at joe's inn before i ate something that didn't agree with me and i, I, I do still like that place they had a pretty decent steak for a diner
2: so, well my last <laughs> was yeah, so weird we're
1: reminiscing we're having it we're having a talk shane god my, damn it my,
2: I think my last word on this concept of being a Christian band is there's a great podcast, or some of it's great, some of it's boring, but called Labeled. And it's like a um, people's history of tooth and nail records. <clears throat> but in a lot of ways, a people's history of like Christian rock music all the way back to the 70s. And it really details the sort of rise and fall of the whole concept. But also it details and points out that this idea that like bands, Christian, quote unquote, Christian bands were like doing some sort of ministry with their bands is not real. It was never real. It was something right. that like youth pastors and people, church culture projected onto these bands. Like they, they, they interview all these bands and all these bands were, are just like, there was like two of us were Christian we were never, it was never like an outreach. It was never a ministry. <laughs> it was never a missionary thing it was just like suddenly these guys that we were going to cornerstone with and went to the same churches with were like hey you can we put your record out And we are like yeah that that sounds good it was it's just like so de- like in some ways deflating but in some ways kind of nice to realize that the whole thing was sort of an emperor with no clothes situation from the start
1: well i mean i kind of like the 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 label's not there anymore you know yeah i, mean, it, I
2: don't yeah
1: Well, I mean, I guess to take it back, you know, that kind of answers the question. But the uh, the 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 new contact record, it's an EP. How many songs was was five or four? I can't remember because it was one track you sent me.
2: Yeah, it's six songs with the intro. So it's like five songs with a skippable intro.
1: (laughs) I mean, I really liked it and I thought it was definitely one of the best things I think that you've done. And it's very I mean, I don't want to keep using the same adjective, but it is very unique sounding. It, it's, it's a hardcore record, but it's got like this not it, it's not like it, but it has sort of like a spiritual feel and it, almost in the vein of something like 108 or God. I don't want to say shelter. That's an insult, but no, almost not in the to vein, me. I like shelter. Well, almost <laughs> in the vein is something like 108 where yeah. you, you do feel it's, it's not, it's not normal finger pointing bullshit. And the riffs definitely have a, a different type of sound. I thought, mm.
0: you, you know, it's funny, Mikey, I, I'm going to share this with you. Cause like Matt and I were talking before you got on the, on the call. And um, and I had said the same thing. I was like, it's definitely got like a 108. Like I got like a 108 vibe from it. And uh, and so that felt good. It feels good that you and I are on the same page with literally only one thing. <laughs> it also
2: feels ah, good. It, it feels good to me to know that the band that I'm ripping off the most, it, it translates. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, don't, I don't think I don't like I mean, m 108 is a little more metallic. I guess if I was going to compare yeah. it to 108, it'd be like Holy Name era. But like the more metallic shit, I mean, the yeah. band's heavy. It just doesn't sound like that metallic, but it has that overall vibe. Yeah. You know, like I could I could see incense at the shows, you know, something like that.
2: I definitely, <laughs> we definitely light incense when we play that. <laughs> see?
1: <laughs> there's definitely,
2: it. definitely. And like the little bell that goes on between the, the songs, that yes. that stemmed from, I actually ring like a prayer bowl when I
0: play. <laughs> I'm here but for like, that. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's, off-putting to some people um most yeah, people yeah um but that is like the vibe that i want to bring like there's something exciting to like you know you hear these especially for us at our age where like we've only really heard stories and there's not a ton of video of like rob fish and his in his robe and his bully like spinning around like a madman you know or, or yeah lighting incense or ringing the little finger bells or whatever like there is something sort of cool about I think cool about that no matter what you think of the actual belief system same way I'm sure you know people would take issue with any belief system it's just like I think there's I and I think it kind of goes beyond that like even bands like burn or like inside out or um, even shy Hulud, right like there it's hardcore <laughs> I was thinking about it today it's kind of like some hard some hardcore asks what's going on so like what's going on around you like oh my friends are like stabbing me in the back or like my parents suck or whatever and then there's like hardcore that probably we we would call emo like your rights of spring that's like well what's going on with you
0: like what's going (laughs) on with your
2: your feelings yeah yeah yeah. and then i think there's hardcore that that asks like what's really going on so it's like what's what's going on in your neighborhood what's going on in yourself and then what's going on in the universe That's right, like, you're right. I don't think I don't think that has to be ascribed to like Krishna or Christian or any. I think that there's lots of hardcore that's kind of existential in that way. And that's the stuff that I've always really liked.
0: There's something about like big spiritual questions and like kind of like uh, like asking stuff that makes us feel small. Um, you know, I think there's I think there's something really cool about that, because I, I think a lot of times <laughs> and this is going to be absolutely 100 percent a dig it hardcore. Many people in hardcore don't think on that level or can't think on that level like they simply they simply can't like i literally got into a fight with somebody because uh on on instagram because i said mad ball was not a good band and they were like this guy's on fucking crack and i was like you're an idiot like you are are wrong
1: Uh, there's a a wrongness to what you're saying i mean they're not the best band in the world but i mean if you're gonna deny set it off and hold it down yes prepositional phrases sounds like uh, if you're going to deny those, then you have punctured eardrums and your brain has been put in your skull backwards.
0: Anyway, I operate on a higher level, so I do. Like oh, the ignore that are intellectual. me.
1: Oh, let's do that. <laughs> oh, OK. That, that's the new tactic. All right. I'm not even here. <laughs>
0: are you upset that I don't like Madball?
1: I'm not Wait, are you surprised
0: care. that he doesn't like Madball?
1: No, but I mean, <laughs> I have to do it. I just, I have to do it, right? I mean, That's otherwise, what shame. are we even talking about? I We have no show <laughs> if I don't do that. <laughs> I I haven't listened to Madball in probably like literally legitimately like five years. I haven't. I think that's what's not listened to them.
2: That's what's funny is Mikey defends Madball more than he actually listens to
1: Madball. (laughs) I do love those two records a lot. I mean, I really do. They're great hardcore records. But as we've already established on the last couple of episodes, we've got the revelation that hardcore is pretty stupid. Yeah, but you
0: (laughs) see, you can go hang out with Toby Morris because he's got the Madball logo tattooed on the top of his head now. Uh, like the the
1: one that i want to hang out with the dms guy he won't punch me in the throat He'd, he'd give me a bottle of water and tousle my hair and send me on my way
0: that's true he's very nice he's a very nice man so anyway the point the point is though is i think uh this like listening to this ep and stuff i definitely got that vibe of like um yeah i got the 108 vibe got that like kind of like bigger than the the everyday questions kind of vibe but also i just it just it flows really well and the one thing that stuck out stuck out to me a whole lot was that your voice sounds different on mm. this than on some of the other ones and i really you know because i mean we've recorded together we've been on uh, we've been on records i've heard a lot of your bands and most of your bands and like your voice is you're kind of always evolving and this is like one of the first times i heard you kind of doing like more of a yell than like a uh, like a scream or like something that was like more in your throat and i, and I was just kind of like how did that evolve like where did how did you get there
2: um that's a great quote. thank you thanks for noticing that yeah i definitely like in our bands together like a total recall and and then when i sang for radio war i definitely had the like i was trying to do the like metalcore vocals over not metalcore music you know the sort of screaming yeah. more put on a little more the. i don't want to say theatrical but like that's not how i sound when i get upsell uh, upset and shout right right um And with this, I mean, if I'm super honest, like the story of this band is when I was like 30, maybe 31, around the time Clarabelle, our second was born, I was in this band called Positive No, that was like a sort of an indie rock band. And um, I was kind of I wasn't a scab, but I was like a hired gun. Like I didn't write any of the stuff. They just asked me to play bass and it was super fun. But after Claire Bell was born, I was, I quit that band and I was like, I think I'm done with bands, which it's fine. You know, we've all come to that point. It's just like, you know, I think I'm good. Yeah. Maybe I'll play, play, write some acoustic music or stuff, but I think I'm good on bands for, for, for the duration. <laughs> and so I, a couple of years ago, I think it must've been like 2017 or 2018 count me out, did a reunion and I've always liked count me out and um, you know, living in Richmond, I've, You know, gotten to know some of the, I I know Jason fairly well. Like we bump into each other, we'll stop and talk. And, you know, um, he married the woman he married, um, was somebody that I, uh, met early on in my days in Richmond and, and is like a super cool lady. And, um, but I'd never seen Count Me Out. Uh, and so they did a reunion and I went to it and I don't know if it's just cause Jason and those guys are a little older than we are not a ton, but like, I think he's like seven, six or seven years older than I am yeah. just seeing them left an impression on me. I just was like, you know what? I'm not done. And I literally went home that night and wrote one of the songs from the contact demo that like ended up on the contact demo. And so Now that I've said that you can't unhear that I'm kind of trying to do a Jason pastiche (laughs) on that. (laughs) Not that I want to sound like him, but like, it's his style of, of just like, like you said, more yelling than anything. Um, as far as how it evolved, I just had to learn how to do it with that. And I still haven't, I had to learn how to not the first couple of times I did it, I felt like my head was going to explode because I just wasn't (laughs) used to the strain. And sometimes still, if I'm out of practice or not breathing right or whatever, I it's really intense and painful. <laughs> um, like when, when contact first started, I was spitting up blood regularly um, because I just didn't know how to do it right. And right. One, one of the things I figured out was don't be shy about using a mic stand. I'm definitely a mic stand nerd now or like a, one of those like out of shape, older guys that uses a mic stand when he sings in the hardcore band. Um, but yeah, it was just like. I think seeing them live and realizing that the voice that I had been using was a put on and was not my real voice. Um, and then just kind of trying to figure out how to do a real shouting voice without killing myself. Um, and it was weird. Like the first time I recorded any contact like demo stuff, I remember thinking my voice is so loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause when you do the more put on like you know, it's like yeah, yeah. kind of compressed a little bit and not right. actually voluminous. And um, the first time I demoed any contact stuff, I, th- I feel like I can't remember where I did it. Um, but I remember walking out of the room that I was doing it in and people were like standing there. Oh, it was, I did it at a warehouse that I had access to. I walked out and people were standing there like, what are you <laughs> doing in there? I'm like, could you hear me? This is being very loud. <laughs>
0: Well, there's probably, like, a, I imagine, like, when you figure out how to do it, like, because, uh, I mean, I know that we, like, I've done vocals on a couple of things. And, like, there's definitely a difference between, like, singing from your throat and singing from your diaphragm. Like, yeah. and uh, and it definitely comes out different when you figure out, like, oh, like, it it's, like, when it's, like, from your diaphragm, it's, like, an entirely different sound. So yeah. I say yeah. that, like, I'm a vocalist. Like, I'm always the <laughs> bass player relegated to playing bass. But, like, I say that, like, yeah, I, I totally get it. Like, when fucking Shane- tea. Tea and honey's great
1: when shane uttered those immortal words on the absent friends demo uh eat a shit kiss my ass idiot don't come back
0: yep yep that's the that's what the song that. that's the song um, and then no, I mean, then there
1: was the o o oh oh, oh. Yeah. oh, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah but like okay so like to that to that point like i mean from the example of like the first total recall demo that we put out where like i sounded like i could not sing or scream or do anything and it, like my voice cracked and it sounded like so awful to this one it's definitely like you figure out like how to how your voice carries like and what like feels natural i guess like yeah or more natural than like a, but yeah you let me
2: know yeah <laughs> you let me know you, you, <laughs> you, you let me down um i mean honestly it would be disingenuous being on the phone with you guys and not also mentioning that some of it was mikey too like watching mikey's evolution from the first years from now into where we're We're not dead like that Mm. i can't remember which we're not dead where you where you open with we're on a one-way track like yeah yeah, you're going all the way to your like it was you were going all the way like watching from the more put on singing to the like just going for it and i feel like when you lived here it was when rock band was a thing and i you would joke, we would joke around, do rock band, and you would do yeah. like inner sandman or something, and you'd go for it and <laughs> lose your voice afterwards. Yeah, but yeah, I remember, yeah. I really remember watching that and being like, oh, that's what it looks like to actually push your voice.
1: Oh, okay. So well, thanks,
2: I'll give Mikey man. some credit too,
1: actually. Yeah. I wonder yeah, how it, much
0: that comes from Mikey singing Gone in the Car, because I know that's something he practiced too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would always practice that Bouncing Souls song because of that chorus. I had to get my voice up high. But, mm-hmm. um, no, I don't know why it happened, but I just I didn't like the way that I sounded like a budget Ari cats on the year, on the years from now stuff. Right. So I just thought like, well, I'll just shred it because like I notice and it's not a good thing to say, but like if I'm in traffic and like, you know, like when I got sideswiped uh recently and the, the noise that came out of my mouth was just and it sounded like we're not dead. So it was like a very natural like that's my yeah. natural screaming voice. And yeah. then when I got out of the car and I screamed at him yeah that was
2: actually away. the naturalness of it i figured out during in the summer of 2020 when we were protesting and i was like leading chants and stuff i was like <laughs> oh this is my actual shout over people voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah like no justice
1: no peace i wasn't going like no justice <laughs> he's doing the brett bortle fucking <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
2: yeah you know, that's yeah, so um, that was how I kind of figured it out, but yeah, it's still it's a constant struggle of remembering the breathing and all that stuff to not just like completely lose my voice for days afterwards.
1: <laughs> One of the things that I noticed uh that I thought was cool was all the little added touches throughout the record, you know, beyond the songs, like there's some there's some different singing on it, there's some bells, there's some different things that give it almost like a ritualistic sort of feel, yeah. Um, so you told me those were your ideas, right?
2: Yeah, that's definitely. Um, our guitarist Drew calls it shenanigans. He's like, <laughs> What are you doing? Shenanigans? <laughs> He's always like, What shenanigans are you doing? I'm like, just, <laughs> just relax. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the things that did draw me to stuff like 108. Um, and and even like some of there's there's aspects to you know how Shy has that. Um, Sort of unnatural lyrical, like nobody talks like that. It's like very literary. <laughs> it's like sounds it's like the Canterbury Tales or something.
1: Yeah, it's like Tolkien um, meets Frank Herbert. It's ridiculous, right?
2: Yeah, so I like the idea of taking stuff from tradition, like other types of, I don't know, like because that stuff's just noise too. Like, symbols are just noise, gongs are noise, like bells are noise, like. You know, if you like the shofar, which is like the ram horn thing that that ancient. um, Well, Jews still blow it. But like that that comes from like it's just noise. If you listen to it, like bagpipes are noise. Like these are not pretty refined things like refined sounds or refined instruments. So I a I like the idea of like incorporating. Yeah, these kind of like ancient ritualistic ideas into this very modern sort of, you know, a a type of music that's really only existed for what 35 years, maybe 40 years. Yeah. Um, but also for me with our, with my specific belief structure, I think it like one of the things that agitates me the most about Christianity is that it exists on this like 60 year timeline, like Billy Graham invented it. It's like this whole concept of Egypt evangelicalism. It's like, this is a 2000 year old practice. Like it's, Richer than that. Like, it's not just like guys in suits with big hair or, you know, guys with cool glasses and big hats or like whatever. Like, there's all of this all over the world. You think about like, I don't know, like Armenians, you know, some of the stuff, even some of the stuff, I don't love system of down, but like they even like incorporate some of the weird, like Eastern Orthodox stuff. And I mean, I don't know. There's just like this rich, tradition that i feel like modern western christians are constantly trying to for some reason undersell when faiths like krishna or buddhism or stuff they embrace it they're like they like that they have that stuff and so i wanted to kind of try to i don't know reincorporate some of that stuff because it's just cool it just sounds cool i mean i it means something to me deeply but also it sounds cool like gongs are cool chanting is cool like it sounds interesting
1: did you use throat singing because i was listening i didn't hear throat singing but you said there was something comparable to throat singing.
2: um so if you listen in the third track the one that very much sounds like a 108 riff the kind of like first heavier track um about like a minute in listen to it on headphones and there's a break where there's no vocals mm-hmm. and you'll hear it it's like <laughs>
1: It's like the Sardacar.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's an old, it's an old Hebrew um, chant. But I took it, and it already had like kind of a throat singing vibe to it because it was really low. But I took it and I like um, pitch shifted it way down, and then like messed with the timings so that it matched the song. But it sound, it totally sounds like sardaukar like chanting.
1: <laughs> you do you speak in Aramaic on it? You said, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I do. Um, so I don't know Aramaic like Still. fluently or anything, but yeah, part of my like meditation practice is that I learned um, the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic because Aramaic was what Jesus actually spoke. Um, so for me, there's like value or or meaning in like actually saying the actual words that He actually said. Um, and so in that first song, there's this part where I sort of recite or like chant the Aramaic of, of the Lord's prayer. Um, and you know, it has meaning to me, but it also kind of sounds cool.
0: So speaking of all the shenanigans that you have put on here and like all the stuff, like yeah. I love that your shenanigans are like meaningful and thoughtful <laughs> and all that. And we're like, we're going to do this thing where we talk about Eddie and then just somebody in the background just goes, ah. you know or like uh, meaningful
1: holly hill shenanigans
0: yeah or like jesse like jesse on the absent friends record just goes "Ah!" you know like (laughs) uh which is like it's it's shenanigans but it's meaning and it's meaningful but it's like certainly not spiritual
2: yeah well you know let's don't give me too much credit some of the shenanigans are spiritual and meaningful some of the shenanigans (laughs) are like like the sound clip um between the penultimate and the last song is from the twilight zone from an episode of the twilight zone um i just wonder
1: where it came from
2: yeah it's from uh eye of the beholder okay and there's a there's a moment where before they unwrap her face they're telling her that like don't worry you can still live a normal life and i've
1: seen that episode now that i think about it it's oh it's old, the one where black and white one the famous yeah one? it's yeah. famous
2: one where like all, yeah. it turns out all the doctors are ugly and the woman's beautiful and they like are persecuting her for it yeah and she's just thrashing around her hospital bed, screaming, "The state is not God." And I was like, "Well, that's a sound clip."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: good. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, like, if you listen all of the stuff that's going on on my vocals, um, with like there's weird like echoing and and reverb and like backwards reverb and stuff that there's no deep spiritual meaning there. I just kept telling Bob, I was like, "Hey, man." Do weird stuff with the vocals. I was like, "Nah, do (laughs) do more of it." Turn up more weird stuff. Like, do all the weird stuff.
1: (laughs) No, I think it's really cool, man. You did a lot of interesting things on it, and I mean, I liked—I definitely liked the demo and stuff. But I think you, you know, you—I think someone will put it out. You should try to get someone to put it out. I know that I know that we offered uh, for our label that doesn't exist, but you should (laughs) definitely. I think there's people out there that would put it out. Because it's it's different. It's not like most of the shit you're gonna hear, honestly.
2: Yeah. My big like it's good to hear you say that. I appreciate that. My big apprehension or like insecurity, I guess, was as we've talked about last time I was on the show, like there is this influx of interesting hardcore of turnstile, and there's that being one step closer. And so my concern was that we would kind of seem like Johnny come lately's are like derivative, like, okay, we get it. Like, you know, you got some reverb on stuff and there's some weird, you know, whatever sound clips. And, but I'm glad that it kind of stands out from not just seeming like it wants to be like, you know, a turnstile or, a or yeah, a, it sounds
1: natural. It doesn't sound put on. It sounds natural. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I mean, that's and honestly
0: like, I mean, with all the interesting stuff coming out, like, I mean, I think there are, I think there are a lot of interesting bands coming out, but I can't think of any that sound exactly like this. Like, you There's know, also like a I, lot of
1: bands that are not interesting that are always coming out. So uh,
0: Yes, there are a lot of hardcore <laughs> bands right now where I saw a couple things come up, and I'm like, why is like is this is a carbon copy of literally everything that we've heard for the last 20 years? And yeah. it's a, it's a bummer, and it's like fi- good for you. Like you're younger, you're you know, you're, you're more limber, you're discovering, I don't know, chain of strength at a, you know, in, in, you know, 2018, good for you. Go do that. Go enjoy that. Have fun with that. Um, but like, you know, when bands like turnstile are coming out or like, to me, like drug church is just a really interesting band. And I love that band so much. Um, and, uh, and I just feel like they're just doing something different where it's like, really, they just, they discovered Nirvana and figured out how to turn that into a hardcore band. Um, and, uh, and so I don't know, I just feel like what you're doing just sounds a little bit different and it is, um, removed from, some of the some of the stuff that you're hearing like you know with vein and they're kind of like the the fear factory type of parts to it and all that like you're not doing that you're doing something that's a little bit different and, and pretty unique
1: for for hardcore these days yeah and speaking of vein when you guys play you don't kill the whole show
2: oh yeah i heard that they murdered everyone with a machine gun like 10 or 12 <laughs> people are dead <laughs> i
0: that have intentionally the Oscar-
1: Dude, that was the Oscars slap of, of the hardcore, hardcore. community. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've intentionally, I've intentionally done zero work to find out what really happened, or even close to what really happened, because yeah. I love just hearing the commentaries of the commentaries. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to piece together.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm kind of hopeful that, like, because I did another, I did a podcast interview last week, um, and you know it came up. And, you know, you guys are my friends. We know each other, you know, and I've been on here talking about whatever, whatever. And this was just like some dude I don't know. It was like a cold interview and it was good. He did a great job. But it was like he was biting at the bit to ask me about the Christian thing. You could tell. And he was very polite, but he was very like clear that he wouldn't have been cool with it a couple of years ago, but he's chilled out in recent years, which is fine. But I'm kind of hopeful that like the sort of shedding of some of that baggage, you know, like. Dude from Under Oath is doing cocaine with no effects and curses in the songs now. And, um, you know, Stretch Stretch Armstrong is tripping over themselves to tell everybody that they were never a Christian band and, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm hopeful that, like, the shedding of some of that baggage will actually make some of the more spiritual or existential elements interesting again or interesting for the first time for people instead of just being, like, the constant, high alert of like oh are you trying to like infiltrate our scene and make it into a youth ministry it's like hopefully we're we have some distance from that so people aren't so like on edge about it
0: well i wonder how much of that is like uh you know at the time that you know it's just like you mentioned like you know so much of it was that these these churches or these groups would kind of like paste that onto bands and then those groups would start to develop scenes that became independent of hardcore scenes as a result of that. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like this weird, like, you know, what came first chicken or the egg type of thing. And the bands were always kind of caught in the crossfire. And it just seemed like maybe a lot of the, the, the members of the groups that were kind of like, that's our scene. were kind of perpetuating a thing that was like a little bit more of a problem where it's like, now I don't think hardcore, I don't, I don't think that anybody has an attention span long enough to give a shit about that.
1: Well, I think also, once you get a little bit older and you step back and you realize that most things are bullshit and there is actually like you know there's there's gray areas mm. you know, yeah, and I, one of the things that always confused me was that everybody was so vehemently against Christianity in music when most of the time it was usually just one dude going like, Yeah, well, I want to thank God and uh, here's our last song, but <laughs> they were readily accepting of Krishna and um. Uh, Rastafarianism and it, I was always like what it, you know and I mean as somebody who I have felt I have felt um, not abused that's not the right word um, fucked with meddled <laughs> with by evangelicals we'll say because I mean I know they don't really totally fall under that banner but like that stripe you know yeah it's yeah. like if I can see the nuance if I can understand there's a big fucking difference yeah I don't know
2: well, and I think also in the night the nineties were very much a time when Christian culture was predatory meaning it was culturally predatory in some cases sexually predatory, but um was like very cult- culturally predatory in which like hey, come to this skateboard night with pizza, and then you're like, "Oh pizza cool. <laughs> and then you know they spring the They spring the thing on the sales pitch on you
1: we were we were out walking around in 2006 2005 i don't remember what it was matt Mitrick, myself and i think chris starp was with us and we're walking down a1a and this girl you know she's attractive she's like at the driveway of a hotel she's like hey guys come on in we're having a fucking party And so we go in there and it's a Christian spring break party. No booze. It's all like fruit punch. And they have like a graffiti wall and people are writing like, I love Jesus on it. And Matt Mitchell starts telling this girl about some true crime thing he saw with like necrophilia in it. Cause that's what he does. You know, he's just like, (laughs) Oh man, it was crazy. And there was like a body and she gets really like freaked out. And I'm like, I think we should leave because this is but they definitely tried to reel us in and we fell for it and yeah. we get in there and we're like, Oh
2: yeah. And oh. then you feel, yeah. And then, <laughs> oh. and then that like spirit of suspicion pours over into everything so that when, yeah. you know, yeah. Like you said, some band talks about their faith or thanks God, in their liner notes or whatever, you're automatically triggered of like, Oh, you're trying to sneak the pizza party into here. So you can like <laughs> manipulate people and All most the of the time dudes
1: would have rosaries and shit too. Like Freddie yeah. Madball had a fucking rosary. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I he's know. got
2: it. He has to believe in God because God's the only one who can judge him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but I
0: wonder too, I wonder, you know, kind of going back to like that idea of it being predatory. I wonder how much of it too, was like, kind of like the, like, uh, kind of like a residual effect from like the satanic panic in the eighties too. Right. Like, yeah. so <laughs> like, it, it like it immediately like came up because like, you've got, this like response and now that's carried over into the early 2000s now it's 2020 and everybody's godless or 2022 you know Dude, I'm working. Like, oh, i don't know about this
1: i'm working yeah. on a special episode for wasteland i got two coming before season two one is set exactly. like smack dab in the satanic panic they're like Dungeons and Dragons. Made these young boys do this horrible thing. But when you really take a look at it, it's always like some evangelical televangelist, Geraldo Rivera. It's some. It's somebody that has way too much time on their hands. Nobody actually believes the shit. But it, I can see like being mad about the backlash when we were kids. You know.
2: Yeah. 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 So I mean, you know, my thing has always been if somebody's upset or or suspicious i get it so i'm not gonna be mad like even now if somebody were to be like hey you guys can't play this show because we don't think that this belongs in hardcore i honestly would be like okay <laughs> like i <laughs> you seem upset like okay like some you know i I'd didn't hurt you but somebody anyway. did yeah and also i'm old enough to so like <laughs> i don't have to play the show okay cool
1: sweet. <laughs> um
2: yeah i don't know so we'll We'll see. It's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking to put things out. It's nerve-wracking to It's definitely the first time in my life I've ever taken music seriously, which is crazy. I'm 37 years old. I've been playing since I was 14.
1: <laughs> wow. Right.
2: And this is the first I've taken, you know, when we were in bands together, I I took touring seriously. I took doing bands seriously, but the music was almost like it just needs to be good enough.
1: Right. And like right. don't,
2: you know, if you work on it too much, like I feel like it was like, well, if you produce it too much, it's new metal. Like it just becomes new metal no matter what. Or it becomes like <laughs> gate, you know, like you're trying to be on Epitaph or something, you know, you're
1: not punk enough. Um, well, that's, what, that's what we've been talking about is like, you know, I have a whole record written. I have two. I have an EP and an LP written, but almost done. They're probably about 80% done, both of them. Mm-hmm. And we always cut corners in the studio. We always. Didn't spend enough time. You know, we never, it's like double the vocals, I'll just scream louder. You know, it's just stupid shit like that. And I'm proud of many of the things that we've made, but they could be better. And if we are given the opportunity to do something again, which I'm really hoping we do, um, I want to spend a week in the fucking studio at least. I don't care yeah. how much it is. We, we all have jobs. You know, the idea that you can like half ass it. It's like at a certain point, and I don't mean to sound pretentious, but it's like legacy. It's like, yeah, not that many people are going to fucking remember. But at the same time, those that do, I want them to be able to say, like, this is the culmination. Like, this is the thing. It sounds right. right. It sounds like they gave a shit.
2: Yeah, that was like the really hard thing with this was I I could have worked on this thing for weeks more. Like I was like being meticulous because I was allowing myself to be and it's not perfect. There's still even now I listen to it. I'm like, there's stuff I would change or stuff I would add, but I would have added stuff until that thing was like... <laughs> i would have produced it into oblivion yeah like i'm glad that i had my bandmates to be like okay dude this is good this is fine shenanigans i would have put shenanigans (laughs) on that thing i kept like yeah uh and the guy that we record with is unbelievable and a total like genius and he set up um his recording studio is a shipping crate he parked a shipping crate on some land that he owns and like wow. built a recording studio inside of it. It's wild.
1: That's what we should fucking do, like for practice space. It's something we have nothing. Yep. Just what, a pod. what land?
0: What land are we gonna put that on?
1: You got a backyard. I have a
0: shed in my backyard. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have I have this an, an orange shed. tree in my backyard.
1: Nah, this dude. Shed. This
2: dude has like a farm. <laughs> um. Damn but, it. Yeah, we what we did was we just went in once a week. We basically took our practice night because we had a set Tuesday nights. We practice. We took our practice night and we just every week went to the studio instead of to practice. And so we've been working on this thing for months and we were going back and forth with him and he was just super cool. And very, it's um, it's my friend Bob Cork. He does this stuff for Enforced like he 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 did that last Enforced record and then yeah, he yeah. does a lot of the local richmond stuff he did like iron reagan and um a bunch of like richmond hardcore bands um but he's just meticulous and he's like a genius and he he charges a flat rate he's like it's this much for an ep no matter how long it takes it's this much for a demo it's this much for a full length
1: wow, that's oh, wow. awesome yeah that's
2: really so awesome. we got We ended up paying him more than what he asked for because he spent so much time on it. But it was just such a weird experience to go, yes, this is just hardcore. Yes, like it's not probably never going to make me any money or be on the radio or be in a movie or whatever, but I'm going to take my time on it anyway. Like I'm going to take it serious anyway. Like,
1: yeah. it,
2: It was interesting to just go ahead and pretend that it is a craft any and like take it seriously
1: (laughs) well i think those are that's that's how we feel too i mean like that's where you get to a certain age i think that's where you logically wind up if you played music as long as we have.
0: but i think there's also something really cool about like uh like looking at hardcore as not or like punk rock or just music in general as not something that is just a fun thing to do you know okay. like it is fun to put something together that is like a piece of art i mean i mean we, I mean, when we when we talked to dwid you know nobody talked to Dwid for integrity uh yeah
2: actually that that dwid interview was a big piece of ammunition for me because it's like if anybody accuses me of like ripping off the bible i'm going to be like yeah you know who else does that
0: dwid yeah.
1: <laughs> but 10 crowns like. for seven heads yeah he, uh, but you know
0: <gasps> like i think that he put it into a different perspective than i've heard when it comes to like music right like you know so many people are like you know we talk about jacob bannon being an artist we talk about like you know these guys in hardcore that are like you know that kind of got made fun of for being arty like i remember when like wes Eastold went off and like was writing a book of poetry and everybody's like fuck this guy uh, uh, and, like making fun of him Boop. but it's like but like you know, if he did that today, like people would probably not think the same or act the same, you know, because I mean, one, he's got notoriety, but the other part is like I think I feel like art as like part of hardcore has been wi- more widely accepted, especially with bands like Turnstile coming out, who are kind of like that is not a hardcore record, but people are like, yes, love it, favorite hardcore band, and it's like such a an interesting kind of think piece or or like art piece in that sub genre of hardcore, you know. No, i I want to know, like, what famous or popular, like, pop punk band would reunite and then have contact open up for them? Cause that, cause this, yeah, that's like that's what uh, I will what tell I want.
2: you. I will tell you uh, us, like, I'm. I I mentioned that we played with One Step Closer. That's like one of the only hardcore shows we played. We get put on a lot of like mixed bill shows, and we get put on a lot of our bassist Cam. Well, so our guitarist Drew, um, it has been in this has. Sings for this band called We Call This Courage. That's um kind of like movie life-ish, kind of a little bit of Wonder Yearsy. Um, and I'm gonna play guitar for them at their last show. They're getting ready to break up, and the guitarist can't play, so I'm gonna play. Um, they haven't they I mean they've never toured much or had a lot of like notoriety, but here in town, they're kind of like the dads of like the local pop punk emo, you know, melodic sort of side of things. And some of the bands that that they have sort of begat or like that they've inspired are actually really good. And then um, Camden, who plays bass in the band, he ran a house a House show House for a long mm-hmm. time. And so we get put on shows with a lot of pop like pop punky type emo type bands. Um, so if any of them get giant, they'll probably let us.
0: Great, <laughs> That's good for them.
2: So I'm here for it, whatever. I mean, pop punk kids are going to be just as uncomfortable as hardcore kids with me lighting incense and doing a chanting bowl. Well, appreciate <laughs> <no. laughs> you guys no, listening actually, to yeah. the record.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, it's great. I mean, it's seriously. So when does it officially come out?
2: We don't know. So we're we're going to submit to a bunch of labels and probably be rejected by them and then maybe try to talk you guys into making it <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say the WND logo is cool enough that it stands on its own I would want that on
0: hell yeah. yeah that feels good uh, you know what I've been designing a bunch of shit lately so like I am like super stoked that that's, that's
1: the vibe that you get I, I made that logo I did that look at Shane arbitra- It's we're gonna have an arbitration here for who gets what okay yeah. I designed almost
0: every book that we put out so
1: you guys want to not mine
0: not yours and not two other ones so half of them
2: (laughs) if if it ends up that we help you expand your dead media empire from printed books (laughs) to cassette tapes did you guys look around on that website i sent you duplication.ca
1: i did um would
2: you crazy would wnd press be interested in putting out a contact cd-rom because we could (laughs) We could. Dude, you man. could Mikey, you need to put out the entire We're Not Dead discography on an audio on a cassette audiobook collection. <laughs> like where you get one of those folding, the puffy folding cases and the yeah. plates are stuck in there. Bro. Oh
1: man. Oh, yeah. I honestly though I think that whenever we do put something out like musically, that's probably the route to go. I mean, just to print them all ourselves.
2: Oh, the only reason that there's physical media is for you guys have it right with the books. This is directly from a friend of mine who is a publicist for a fairly large record label. He was like, the only reason for physical media is so that it looks good on a shelf. Yeah. Like no one, even records, people don't put their records on people. You go through phases where you listen to your records for sure. You go through phases where you're just feeling like, hey, I just want to put my vinyl records on and listen to them but you still stream a lot of music or you listen to it on
1: you yeah, know, your computer.
2: So the goal is always just so like put out a VHS. Who cares if it looks cool on a bookshelf? Put it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So that's I mean it's it's all it's all about aesthetic now. So I definitely
1: yeah. think that whatever we put out for this thing that I want to put out is I want to also at the same time put out the absent friends demo as well as the We're Not Dead stuff all it like all in a chunk. I I'm think,
2: telling you so audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> tape cassette cassette tape collection is Let's the just way do to do a go.
0: reel to reel. How about that? That a, sounds a good. History a history of Mikey's Daytona hardcore.
2: <laughs> PC PC or C D ROM with the big square box.
1: <laughs>
2: or put it I'm out on V so the guy that recorded us, uh Bob, he did he put out a VHS. His last band was called Cell Death. That was like a grindcore thing and he released it on VHS. It's so sick. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> and the
2: box looks so gnarly. It's like one of those giant like 90s porn boxes, like the oversized VHS box. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, it's gnarly.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, I mean, Matt, thank you for coming on the show and Talking about this stuff, I mean, is there anything else you want to share with anybody? Any topics that we didn't cover? I know we didn't talk about the slap like you wanted to, but
2: yeah, yeah, so over the slap. Nah, man, I appreciate you guys, I always appreciate your support. You know, ten dollars a month has really gone a long way, uh, for me <laughs> in this show. You give us ten, I think so. You give us 10? I get, to, oh my get God. to promote, I my... only give
1: Tim Dillon five in last podcast. Five. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's, ah. like a gym, it's like a gym membership. I set it up years ago and forgot
0: about it. <laughs> I think that's what happens most of the time. Even though there's email notifications like, hey, there's a new video. Hey, there's a new thing.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. I, it's always nice to hang out and talk to you. And it's cool to get feedback on something that I worked hard on. And um, it's, yeah, like I said, $10 a month has gone a long way. You guys let me come on here and espouse all my bullshit. Now I'm promoting my band. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's next? Wait until I start well, my multi-level marketing scheme. I'll come on here and sell it to everybody.
1: When we do, <laughs> when we do our Christian uh, punk rock and hardcore dive, we're gonna have to have a collaborative effort for that.
2: Yeah, I would be. I would be. You would be remiss not to have me as a oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, as a consultant consultant on those episodes. <laughs> Can't oh, we man. talk about
0: Five Iron Frenzy?
2: Oh God, circus Max. music. I have a good here. Here's my quick and good five iron frenzy story the year that i saw five iron frenzy at warp tour you guys were there It was the year shy halud randomly played yeah <laughs> yes um i got in for free because rachel was hanging out with jeff rickley <laughs> and <laughs> so he he gets <laughs> he guest listed us and i don't even know why but like we were standing there with thursday and watching five iron frenzy and one of them just goes it's like fucking circus music. It's <laughs> like Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram at i don't want to hear a pod you can find us on twitter at idwhi podcast you can find us on facebook at i don't want to hear a podcast check out our website at I don't want to hear it Podcast.com. and if you follow the link it came from the beach you can hear all our old bands and the bullshits that we did you can check out our publishing company at wndpress.com and if you would like to submit a work or get published with us, uh, you can email us at info at WNDpress.com. If you'd like to reach the show, you can email us at idwhipodcast at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Send us your information. Let us know what you think. Please consider supporting the show. Check out our patron. You get all kinds of cool bonuses, including discounts on merchandise. You get bonus episodes like our Play It Loud and our Talk Among Us episodes and all kinds of goodies. We make a bunch of playlists for you all to find us. It'll be great.